0: Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Blue and Gold Make Darlene. As always, I'm Brendan. And I'm the world's most handsome man, Jimmy Garoppolo. And we are back with another new episode uh, in light of Sabres Twitter essentially burning down and falling apart at the seams. Um, but then again, yeah. I've never felt more, you know, aligned with my fellow unfortunate Sabres fans. Solidarity. Solidarity Solidarity indeed. forever, Sabers. So fans. before we get into that, the though... The posting
1: makes us strong.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But before we get into that, we just want to uh, quickly give a quick ad read for our friends at MyBookie. As you guys know, there's no other sport like hockey. From the fast tempo, to the fights, to the highlight reel plays, and there's no better way to make it more exciting than betting on it. By understanding the details of each
1: team and game, you can turn that knowledge into cash with MyBookie.ag. Nobody gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie has the best payouts and better odds than any other sports book. And we
0: wouldn't be telling you this if they weren't the best. You can risk a little or a lot in as many games as you want. So there are daily gifts, there's free plays, there's free spins, and more. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $100, you receive an extra $50 in free money to play with, because math. Deposit 200 you get an extra 100 Yeah, you get it. So just use the promo code THPN to activate the offer and take advantage of this. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Okay, so as we thank you, uh, as we had mentioned before, uh, before the ad there, uh, Sabers Twitter uh, very high key kind of went up in flames this past week, uh, and it all started with surprisingly the sabers getting in their own way and making something way worse than it actually had to be. Honestly, I was Shocking. Absolutely shocking stuff. So it all started... I was was
1: sure that these bumbling dipshits weren't going to (laughs) do anything worse than spell... Uh, the names of two franchise legends wrong on their seemingly knockoff
0: jerseys. Mm-hmm. Not seemingly knockoff jerseys for their
1: fiftieth anniversary celebration. They but, were not. Hey, off. they really topped themselves.
0: Yeah, they somehow did. So, just to give everybody a recap, um, in in case you somehow have been been under a rock uh, in Sabres Twitter for the past week, uh, or even National Hockey Twitter for that matter, but uh, a, a caller uh, into WGR five fifty our, our sports. Uh, talk radio station here in Buffalo. Uh, a caller named Dwayne called in um, just to seemingly air some of his frustrations uh, with regard to the Pagulas for the Sabres product on the ice, but more so his anger was more for, focused towards some of the off-the-ice stuff. What you mentioned there, uh, spelling you know, prominent alumni names wrong, uh, let alone any alumni for that matter. Uh, knockoff jerseys you know the fact that Vancouver is having their 50th anniversary celebration and are just running laps around us. Um, and just overall, the just lack of the concessions, bird shit on the seats. Yep, everything looks terrible. It seems like they haven't upgraded
1: anything in the arena basically. Just the
0: general lack of care by the owners towards the in yes. every single state of this team. Yes, he okay. ends up going crazy. Uh, everybody, as it happens from time to time for WGR listeners and general Buffalo sports fans, uh, started to rally around a little bit. Uh, it got a, got a handful of retweets, yeah, got a little, pop. yeah, I got a little bit of a pop, which is like a pretty normal thing when rants like that happen on yeah. WGR. Uh and then the Pagoulas stepped in. Somebody from Pagoulas, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the most terrifying words in sports. Dum, dum, dum. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> uh so the Pagoulas step in somebody from PSE reaches out to WGR 550 and tells them to take down the tweet that had the specific audio of Dwayne's rant in it. And I would say
1: I'm, I don't know how out there this is, but they requested that Bulldog Chris Parker and Nate Geary be suspended
0: unbelievable from work
1: for not cutting them Is that credible? Off. Yes. Serious. I'm actually being serious about that yet. I I don't know if people have put that out on
0: Twitter, but yes. Actually, yes. You have that's like a yes. confer- wow. Okay. That is good. Well, that makes me even happier that the next day that they came back on uh show up in the Bulldog and Bulldog was like guns blazing after that. Oh yeah. Anyways, Friday, but no, I so, I, I do want
1: to get to the point of what that what exactly that means and what they're saying is that a longtime season ticket holder is mad that a team that made him love hockey when he was a kid, that had all these good times, and now he plays hockey, he has season tickets, spends a lot of money on it, mm-hmm. and they've been terrible, they're the worst stretch in franchise history, and he was calling an in, not independent radio station because they're affiliated with the Sabers a little bit, but a radio station that's not owned by the Sabers to complain about it. Which I think everyone would agree with. Things are going bad. It's been a yeah, bad decade. Very, very bad. And they said, "You since you didn't cut that season ticket holder off from speaking, we're mad. We don't want someone who's a season ticket holder, who spent all this money on this garbage, this like boring as shit every year franchise, you don't want him to be able to talk. Right. They think that he... Oh, no. You just... The goddamn audacity. It's unbelievable, it's, even, honestly. It happened like four days ago and I'm still so mad about it. I can't, I can't even, believe it. Can you believe it? Who the they fuck act- do you think you are? Right. What does it matter with you? Like, this is why people, need, they talk about the bagulas and what, what'll matter. That was a big thing on Twitter this week. W- like, what would make them change? Not showing up? Not watching on TV? You know, voting with your wallet? Voting with your legs, some people say? Like, getting out of there? Not paying attention? Or direct action, like a you know, protests there. You know, it's tough to get to Pagula since he's not there, but like, he needs to hear this <laughs> when he's in public. Isn't, he's that, in isn't that fucking as, hilarious? As Dwayne said, go hide in your house in Florida. Well, he—that's why he's hiding. Like, he really, when he come, when he's around Buffalo, he should get jeered. Not like, yeah. not saying physically throwing tomatoes at him, but metaphorically,
0: <laughs> Of <laughs> throwing course. rotten
1: fruit at him. You're like, very you need to correct. get to the guy. Like this is this is a, it's a civic institution. He doesn't own Applebee's. <sighs> like. And this matter, and his other franchise, which he is a huge pass on because they had uh they went ten and six against the easiest schedule that I've ever seen. I'm not saying anything too mean about the Bills, but come on, he doesn't get pass for one playoff appearance, no. one wild card appearance where they lost in the first round, and what now he gets free reign of everything. These these are civic institutions. They have a savior complex. They, they, he has a responsibility to run these as quality as possible, and that means yeah, sometimes you'll be bad on the ice. I get it, you know competitive league you can't always be good but the, you got to be good at one there's point a eventually.
0: fine line between being bad and being the fourth time in NHL history yes. now let's not let's make sure we really emphasize that. in the history of the National Hockey League there have only been three other occurrences of a franchise going nine years without a playoff berth. We're, Three times in the history really, of the league, really on the precipice of doing it's it. It's awful. You're about to become yeah. the fourth, and you're 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 somehow wondering why fans are mad at you. Why for years people have been making these ve- seemingly very simple requests, and it just doesn't happen. And here's what really, really, really bothers me about all of this: it's the fact that the main thing that I took away from Dwayne's rant is when you go back to when all of this started when the tank started back to in, even in the Regeer era even when you know when Pagula was there we all knew you know things weren't going to be great when that kind of all started all like it think about what a long way it would have went with fans if he would have said hey you know what things aren't going to be great for the next little bit it's going to be tough putting that out there right now but we're gonna do this together we're gonna rally around each other and even though the product on the ice might not be the best your experience going to these games your experience as a fan and just in general your fanhood is going to be rewarded for sticking with us through this yeah you know that is to me like that is what a class organization does you are upfront with the fans and you say you know what this isn't going to be easy right now, but we're still going to make it worth your while because it's going to take us some time. Our long-term goals remain the same. the The sole reason for this franchise is going to be to win a Stanley Cup. But we need you guys to just stick with us as we get through this and try and sift this out. And as a token of our gratitude and a show of appreciation, we are going to make sure that this experience for you is going to be as good as it can possibly be. And they have done none of that. No, no not at all. No. Not no, uh, not yeah. a semblance of that. The arena is practically falling apart, and, and that's not an exaggeration to say either. There, it's not even twenty five years old. Exactly. The I mean, like the team store, like not that great like compared to some other places no. that's just one thing we seem what to they offer never get anything interesting right what they offer really not that great in terms of the products and everything in there you realistically only have merchandise from two eras of your team's 50 year team history yeah well you know, it's, it's like the 80s didn't you happen you well exactly it's like the 80s didn't happen and it's like the 90s into it's like the 90s and the 2000s didn't happen either. Yeah. They don't have anything black and red. I know that the Slug isn't exactly a fan favorite, but they don't have anything from the Slug era. They don't have anything, like you said, from like really the 80s era at all. Like, You have jerseys that you sell in there. You literally sell jerseys for four alumni, one of which is an alumni who works for your goddamn TV crew and is known because he used to fight people all the time. Like, is, Does anyone else like not think about that, the fact that you go in the Sabre store and you can... With a snap of a finger, get a Rob Ray jersey in your hand, but you can't get an Alexander Mogilney jersey, or <laughs> you can't get a black and red Dominic Hasek jersey. <laughs> he just has the franchise record. For right, right, goals. exactly. No you, you, you can't get a black you and can't red. You can get a Do- You could get a blue, a blue and gold one, but you cannot get a. Bl- you can't get any black and red okay, jerseys okay. for that matter. Okay, okay, You know, Ooh, so, so some you- of the most story. It's it's it's, it's the French Connection, and Hasek and Pat Lafontaine and Rob Ray, and that's it. Jesus, those Christ. are the only alumni jerseys that they sell. No Drury, no Briere, no now no, no Palmanville. I mean he's Ryan seemingly Miller. somebody no Ryan Miller, no you know Like going back, no Howard Chuck, no, no Andrew Chuck, nope. no Housley. People probably wouldn't Housley anymore. Well but. no, not anymore. But yeah, literally all of those just No Don Luce? Nope. Can't get a Don Luce. No, sir, you cannot. No Roger Crozier. Um you Humber could probably awesome. get you could get a Danny Gare. You could get a Danny oh, Gare. But literally, great. what what do all those people have in common? It's only the people who have their numbers retired. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah. Only oh, the and people, Rob
1: Ray for some reason. And
0: Rob Ray. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. <laughs>
1: Jesus, can I can I get an Eric Bolton? Jersey? Yeah,
0: right. Look, yeah. I, I understand Rob Ray was but important, but, but, like, the, I don't know. but this He's is not the, that important. to get back to this though, it, it, it's this overarching picture that for one you don't seem to have a grasp of the on ice product side of things in terms of evaluating your talent and evaluating the product on the ice. You don't seem to really have a grasp in terms of being able to fully utilize the history of your organization, which, granted, yes, we haven't won a Stanley Cup, but it's pretty storied. There are some pretty incredible players who have come through Buffalo. We just Um, named a bunch of them. We just named a ton of them. And that's only the tip of the iceberg, too. Like, I'm just thinking of more as we go on, like, more modern era, like, and a Finneganoff jersey or something like that. A Chetan jersey. Man, Stu Barnes. loved
1: a Exactly. How many Chetan, millennials would you buy those? Stu
0: Barnes, people would buy those. Uh, Curtis even, Brown. Kurt, yeah, right. Exactly. But really, though, yeah. you couldn't even have a black and red jersey of the guy who is your fucking general manager right now, who is an alumni of the team. Maybe people would want to do that. That's kind of a cool thing. You go back even more. Yeah, Mo Gilney is the one that really stands out there. I mean, Grant Fuhrer, NHL Hall of Famer. They really um, should have a hashek. One at least. They have hashic, but it's only the blue no, and I know, gold. I know they really should have a hashic red and black. It's, the uh, they don't least. sell anything red and black in there until this season. And oh, this quite frankly, nice. the what they have are some hats that are all fairly underwhelming. Uh, they have a hoodie that, admittedly, is cool—the yeah. red hoodie with like the stripes on the side. That's great, and then they have two or three different kinds of t-shirts that all that ha, two of which have the exact same design except one of them is red and one of them is black sucks your most recent Stanley Cup appearance probably the most like in terms of fans who were born like from like the mid 80s on the most storied season in franchise history aside from the cup run in the 0506 like none of those guys nothing represented there from that at all um you know and and then so you have Going back to my point before, you have the on ice you don't have a grasp of, you don't have a grasp of your team's history. More than that, Can anybody tell me something that the Pagulas have done in any way that has tried to reach out to the fans and get fan feedback on things? I mean, yeah, sure, there's some things that they do, but, like, really, like, a call to action for fans to say, how do we make this better? What do we got to do to make your experience better? Which they
1: used to do, kind of, via Ted
0: Black. Right, and they don't anymore. At least Ted Black had the gall to go out in front of people and fully own up to stuff. How often do we get to hear from Terry Pagula? Or team, three times team a year president Kim Pagore realistically like in a press conference setting what do we get to hear or an interview what twice a year maybe Max no not even that's when, unbelievable we never
1: hear Terry in, when he fires a coach basically
0: right that's
1: it and he, usually you don't need to hear from the owner but like yeah you need to hear from him now right the now he's you going do.
0: Yeah. So then oh, anyways though, so the Pagulas step in, they end up uh putting in that note to WGR with the threat and everything. They take it down, everybody on Twitter realizes it. It turns out it, it, way, just, way bigger it spirals out of control then to the point that it's getting picked up internationally from, you know, I, I think it was Joe Yurden or John Vogel, one of those guys from The Athletic had said that what started off as just like something that was just like a little local rant, then was spreading from Vancouver down to Florida. Like Everywhere people are picking it up. The Canadian markets are picking it up. They had the nerve to reach out to to Elliot Friedman. We haven't even gotten into this yet. And Elliot Friedman's 31 Thoughts, one of the points was that Pagula, the that the losing is starting to weigh on him a bit, and he's getting frustrated. That's not a bad note. I mean it shows that you have a fucking pulse. But then he then confirms on instigators this week, the same week that all this has happened, that somebody from the Pagoulas reached out to him and told him that, they, that the team wasn't happy that he had mentioned that in his 31 thoughts. That's you're hard. mad that somebody is talking about you being mad? Are you kidding me? Like, that's the hill you're going to die on? That you have to reach out and do that to one of the most acclaimed reporters in the sport? It's unbelievable, and it just further validates every single thing that Dwayne was saying, and it further shows the fact too that they have a savior complex that they think, oh, we, you know, we bought the teams, we quote unquote kept them in Buffalo, which I know you oh. can go on in a minute. You know, we did all of this. You should just be thankful that we're here. You should be thankful that we're giving you anything at all. To the point where now, like Kelly Pagula or Jesse, P- one of the Pagula daughters is like posting on Instagram about people like. Going at them about it and like including them and saying like, oh, you th- like you guys don't even know how frustrated we are. Like, get the fuck out of here. The last thing that I want to hear is some fucking multimillionaire's daughter saying, oh, you don't know how hard it is for us to like that is such bullshit to say like, oh, like it hurts us even more than you. Like, no, it fucking doesn't like this is your fault. We are we we are powerless in this you are the people that actually have the power to do something have the power to change things right now you can do a a multitude of things that could make this better, that are so easy, that are so easy that you could do that could go such a long way with the fans and making this whole entire nine-year stretch so much easier, but you refuse to. So sorry that you have to take a little bit of heat from people when your fucking family has literally taken this franchise into the fucking dirt. Into the dirt. So I don't give a. I, I'm then I'm not. Hold on. I I do not. I cannot even tell you how much I don't care that if Terry Pagula or Kim Pagula or any of the Pagulas' feelings are hurt by the fact that we're all so mad. Do your fucking job, and then we won't be mad. Do your job. That's it. Super easy. You have the money. You have the resources. And honestly, for you to fucking come in here on day one and say, I'll drill another well, beating your chest about your wealth, and then you're literally fucking penny pinching, both in terms of what the fans are experiencing in terms of the arena, and also on top of that from the roster side of things and not wanting to pay bonuses to guys so that you could save a few bucks, fuck that and fuck you. That's all I have to say. Yeah, go poison more water, you fucking literally though. Like, anyway, so all right. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. And this he he probably they probably are the reason the Bills didn't move, maybe. that would, You can look at that and you say, can like, probably because Ralph Wilson yeah. died, and everyone assumed the Bills were going to move. This isn't really a great market in a lot of ways. So And per, the NFL works, like, in any... You could drop it any city it would work. It, people talk about how, you know, like, oh, LA, LA, and they won't sell out every game, but they'll sell the luxury boxes, and that's what matters. You can make the NFL work so many places. So the fact that there's, there's still a team in Buffalo, well, it's occasionally a nightmare. Right. Uh, it's, you know, it's big, but it's not... It wasn't an act of altruism. They make so much money on the bills. It's why it makes it, – it, it's even worse that they have let the Key Bank Center become so crappy, I guess, for lack of a better word. Because you just make money by existing in the NFL because of the TV deals. Right. Unless you're spending money, like, insanely and terribly and buying, like, I don't know, a golden fountain to put it like the 50-yard line, that you just get handed a check for tens of millions of dollars every year. And that just – Goes, it doesn't, like, go it back into the bills or make your salary cap go up. just the personal wealth thing. So, anyway, the saving the Sabres thing, I don't know where this shit came from, but it's really got to... It's got to stop. It's ridiculous. It's, not, it's a, it's you know, fucking ahistorical bullshit. Tom Gallozano saved the Sabres. They were in real trouble, which I'm sure most of our listeners are old enough to remember this, but... The Regas family bought the Sabres after the Knoxes died. They basically committed massive fraud and tried to steal a billion dollars from Adelphia, funneling money out to themselves. They went to jail, the dad and his sons, and the, the team went bankrupt. And it was a disaster because the team was bad at the same time. Hashik had left. And it was the, the whole thing was a disaster. The NHL owned the team. It seemed like they might move. And Golisano, a uh, local... I don't even know if he's a billionaire, but they only cost $60 million. So. Dollars. Yeah. But he, you know, he's the kind of guy that likes to throw his money around. Like he, I think he built a hospital in Rochester. Like, he's he's a guy that I think he believes in these kind of institutions, you know, and likes to throw his money around in a way that makes things better for people, but also in a way that makes him very, you know, forward-facing at the center of it. It's not a diss, just mm-hmm. how it is. He wasn't really a Sabres fan, though. Wasn't really a sports guy, you know. But he bought them. Mm-hmm. And he tripled his investment within less than a decade. And he—things uh, went bad with him, too. Mm-hmm. And even though he actually did save the team— we all got really sick of him because, like, he didn't show up. It was worse than Pagula. He never showed up. As soon as Breyer and Jury left, it was like a ghost ship. No, there was no indication that he cared about literally anything. He just didn't want people to be mad at him. So he's like, whatever, I, I'll make way more money on this by selling him. And he did. He made over $100 million. Like I said, he tripled his investment on the team to Pagula, who was a real fan, right? Well, when were the Sabres in danger of moving when Pagula bought the team? In 2011, they were financially doing very well there is no indication that there's anything wrong with the arena i mean there is now but not really like they just yeah just need to upkeep it a little bit better they there was no there the were talk competitive. Of them moving. they them competitive they're competitive that they made the playoffs that first season he was the owner there was no talk of them moving and what's more to that you know what i was talking about the nfl how the bills can move anywhere there's not that many places in america that are better hockey markets than buffalo i know there's very few you can have luxury boxes there's more rich people you can sell out better there's other, you know, Nashville is obviously a huge deal, even though, you know, people don't like hockey as much as they do in Buffalo. Nashville has done very well. So I get that, but there's not many places that would be better off. Mm-hmm. Hockey doesn't just work anywhere. As, as we've seen these past 25 years with right. expansion, it doesn't just work places. So I don't think they're ever – I think the NHL would like – would try, have tried very hard to avoid moving if there was ever a problem. There wasn't. Mm-hmm. If Terry Pagula never bought the Sabres – Golisano would probably just still own them and be like, whatever, because it was a huge, hugely important thing that Golisano was never going to sell them to someone who would move them, because he wanted them here, Mm -hmm. you know, to his credit. So, where where does this come from? People saying they saved the Sabres and Bills. It's not factual. Yeah, it's. People repeat it like crazy. I don't know. And at the same time, there's a sign. I tweeted about it recently. I have no idea what restaurant it was at, but there's a sign. as a bar restaurant somewhere around here, and it's that stupid, like, Facebook rant from a couple years ago. Like, they're sneakers, not tennis shoes. We have sponge candy. We like driving in the snow. That stupid thing. I hate it. But anyway, he says, we've been through wide right, four Super Bowl losses, no goal, but now we have hope thanks to the Pagoulas, which is an addition from, they, they, it wasn't in the original Facebook post that these people made a sign out of in their bar, but I was like, what are you, are you insane? How is there hope? How is there hope? The, did you pay attention to the goddamn Sabres for a minute? Mm-hmm. I know a lot of fun stuff's happening with the football team, and it was a really fun year. Most fun year they've had this century. But, like, that's it. They get hope now. They, they've they owned the Bills for six years. They've made the playoffs twice, one of which was, like, a historically bad, lucky team to make the playoffs. Yes. And one of which was pretty good this year, but, like I said, pretty easy schedule. It's not like they went 14 and 2. They were right. 10 and 6. So, what do what you. It's just insane to me that there's anyone. there, And there were people defending the Pagoulas. At this point, right. they're, they're beyond
0: defense in a lot of ways. I agree completely. And. You know use this in an analogy in in terms of like any kind of a business like somebody buys a new business and then the you know everyone's like oh cool thank you for doing like that's great yeah but then the performance of the business then just decreases dramatically like do you think that it's fair for the person who bought the business and then it tanked under than to say wait why are you mad at me i was the one who bought this place like yeah no you need to be accountable for your actions you made an investment and you know there have been some good things that have come out of him being an owner but the overwhelming amount of it in terms of like the actual franchise itself the, the direction of the team the general fan experience the people who pay the fucking money to go see this shit product year after year have not seen anything in return for that no and that just really really bothers the hell out of me that they have the nerve to for one be on the verge of essentially you know having one of the four worst nine-year periods in the history of the nhl one of the four worst of the history of this sport and then on top of that, they're, they have that, like, I, I just can't even find the words to tell you how both just puzzling and just angry it makes me that they are so sh- surprised that people are mad at them about all of this stuff. That's the thing is that they just seemingly don't have any kind of a pulse on what the fans want. They have no idea. None. And like how can you do that as the owner? And like you've mentioned before too with like Kim Pagula being like the president of the team and everything. Do we know what she's done? Like do we <laughs> know anything? anything of of what productive she has done for this team? What what she has done to make this team better in that role? Because if you're getting hired to a position like that, your purpose, your intent is to make the team better. What has she done that has made this team, this organization, the stadium, the fan experience anything better? It's not clear. No, no idea. No. What are you – I mean, what What do they expect? I, I just can't even believe it. Like, the fucking privilege on these people to just throw their hands up and say, like, oh, my gosh, they're mad at us? Well, why? We, we, we own the team. We paid for this. Like, they have them. Beca- like, are you kidding me? Get a fucking grip. And, like, that's why. Like, it gets me, like, so mad when these, like – fucking rich assholes are crying foul like how could they treat us like this like you have everything given to you right now at this stage of the game and for years and the same can be said for kim too for years they have had every single thing given to them and at the first sign not even the first at any turn or sign of adversity you're you're in this like defensive mode right now where nobody's allowed to criticize you like fuck that that's bullshit it's Am I wrong? No, like No, no, it's it's very telling. I, mean, I, I just have no sympathy yeah. for for millionaires. Oh, obviously not. No, for I, these mil- people who have been millionaires for years. It's not like you just recently came into your wealth like you've you been It's like it
1: was, they they like they're getting off easy. Right. On this. they're not actually facing anything. They right. just know the people are generally mad at them. And I guess that they 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 if they were the ones that actually gave the orders, which I'm assuming they were, to the people to, to reach out to WGR, that speaks to their insulation. and
0: the, that, that it says a lot. Speaks volumes that you're trying yeah. to suppress the fans. You're trying. You're literally interfering with the media, like so that people won't say bad things about you. I'm sorry, like fucking dictator, much. All right. Well, probably should just make a transition out of this because I think we can talk about uh, our frustrations for for days and days and days. So uh, why don't we just save it for next episode? Yeah. But- so uh, last episode, I. We talked a little bit about
1: Kobe Bryant and his, you know, tragic death, and we were upset about that. And I told, I said on the show we have two quizzes, and I we both completely forgot to do the second yes. one. So and then so the, the first quiz we did, if you didn't catch it, it was uh, in honor of Kobe uh, being drafted in 1996. It was the top ten scores of the 1996 NHL draft. Which turns out it's hard because that was a terrible draft. Very bad. Yeah, so a lot of, a lot of random, a lot of Mark parishes and the, Matt Cullen being the leading scorer of the Ridiculous. draft. Ridiculous. Very weird. But anyways, the second part of that was going to be a much easier quiz, which we'll do now. Let's and do it's it. it's also in honor of Kobe, the 1996 NHL playoffs, which I think are very interesting in some ways. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to tell you the series and you tell me who won. You got it. And we'll see, because I think overall there are 13 series. Let's see. 8, 12, 15. 15 series overall. Okay. So, but I'm just Sam saying was, who the winner was? Yes. First round. Let's do it. Conference quarterfinals in the East. Philadelphia, Tampa Bay. Philadelphia, Tampa
0: Bay, Philly? That's right. Okay. That would have been Lindros, would have been there, right? I would say, yes. Be Lindros. Think. Okay. Probably,
1: maybe Recky and LeClaire. Interesting. At that point? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Tampa Bay. Could not name one player on that team. I God. Have no idea. Yeah, back 96, then. 96 Tampa Bay. No idea. Pittsburgh, Washington. Playoff series, you know, we've we've seen quite a few
0: times. Pittsburgh, Washington. I'm going to say Pittsburgh. Yes. Yeah. Two for two.
1: Boom. Rangers, Montreal. Rangers?
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Three. Florida, Boston. Florida, Boston. Was this like the 4-5 matchup or something? It was, yeah.
1: Florida. Yes. Let's go. North, North the East. All right, the West. And here's, here's a fun fact. We'll start, we'll start with the Detroit-Winnipeg matchup. Detroit had 131 points that year. Wow. Second most in the NHL was Philadelphia, who had 104. Good Lord. They had 27 more points than anyone else in the league. Uh, oh, my God. So Detroit-Winnipeg. The old
0: Winnipeg Jets. Detroit, I'm yes. going to assume, probably handedly walked away with that one. Colorado-Vancouver. Oh,
1: Boy, Colorado. I think this Vancouver team had one of our old friends on it. Yeah, no,
0: that's... I'm going to go Colorado. Yes. Okay, yeah. Chicago, Calgary. Um, Chicago and Calgary. I'm going to go Calgary? Chicago, swept Really? Yeah. Okay.
1: Honestly, off the top of my head, who's on these teams? Who's on Chicago and Calgary?
0: Roenick would have been... On Chicago that year, right? Probably. And then actually yeah. maybe would they have had Eddie Belfour as well? 96? That's possible. If he didn't already go to Dallas by then? Yeah. Calgary? No idea. Yeah, Calgary? Oh, God. Uh, I probably wouldn't be able to name anybody. Yeah. I don't know. Well, anyway. I probably could, but I just can't. You're 6-1. and one. Okay, that's pretty solid. Toronto and St. Louis. Toronto used to be in the West. Toronto and St. Louis. St. Louis. Toronto? Correct. Correct. Oh, it is St. St. Louis. Louis. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah. All right. Second round Pittsburgh, New York Rangers. I'm
0: going to go with the Penguins. That's correct. Cool. Uh, Philadelphia, Florida. Florida. That's correct. Uh, I know the finals in this one, so that's why I feel good at least right now, but I just don't know. Detroit, St. Louis, second round. Detroit? Yes. Okay.
1: And Colorado, Chicago. That would be Colorado. Yes, okay. I think you got this now. You might only get one wrong. Pittsburgh, Florida. Florida. That's right. Seven games. Boom. And on the other side, Detroit, Colorado. That would be the Avalanche. Do you know what makes this series special? The Western Conference Finals.
0: That it was probably, like, the two best teams of the 90s, like, going against each other. Like, two of, like, the best, I, I guess. I don't know. Like... Chris
1: Draper hit. Claude Lemieux, Chris Draper hit. Oh. It was this conference finals. It kicked okay. off that big rivalry with them. After the game, man, was it Bertuzzi? That was, like, I can't believe I shook that guy's friggin' hand wow. about Claude Lemieux.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. Wow.
1: and And the Stanley
0: Cup. If you, if you if you can think I'm gonna real guess, quick. i'm going to guess that's probably uh, colorado there
1: yeah uh this stanley cup stunk i don't remember it i'm glad i don't remember it actually yep. honestly like it's it's one of the weirder ones ever it was colorado's first year they moved from quebec mhm florida's third year in the league they were an expansion franchise they had uh, john van vreeswijk he was their goal yep the racism man yikes he and he like went on a huge run that classic like goalie kind of run mm-hmm. but, like man who who would like their best scorer like god i don't even know who would have it, and it's, uh, yeah, it's really unfortunate in a lot of ways because that robbed us of what could have been. After that great Western Conference Finals between Detroit and the Avalanche, you could have seen one uh, great finals, Mario Lemieux versus... But that's why I would, that would have been Rado. an
0: amazing matchup. Lemieux, Lemieux, Lemieux and Yager. Yeah, Lemieux and Jager versus Sackick and Forsberg, right? Or yeah. No, yeah, it would have been that. Yeah,
1: oh yeah, Forsberg was there. Wow. And Lemieux, I think Lemieux and Jager were one and two in the league in points. Wow. And another thing well, I, I think this year is very interesting is so as you may know scoring dropped took a huge drop in the mid 90s <gasps> yeah like it would gone from like it was weird because you know score they didn't used to score much they used to have
0: straight sticks and just slap it and beat, mm. beat the hell out of each Alexander other. Alexander Mogilny then just decided to say, fuck it, I'm going to score 70 goals. Well, then,
1: like, in the 70s, like, it, like, turned, and then the 80s, obviously, were the peak of crazy scoring. Yeah. And, like, by the, the 90s, though, there were still, like, Brett Hull scored 86 goals in the season. Solani scored 76 as a rookie. Mogilny, as you said, scored 76. So guys are still doing that. Like, Mew is still getting, like, 160 points. And people always look at the 95 Stanley Cup. The Red Wings lost to New Jersey. Everyone's like New Jersey, the trap, broder. That changed hockey. Mm-hmm. Everyone, I think, points to that and is like, "That's why." Except, and I don't necessarily agree as much because uh, as we're being joined by our our lovely co-host, Luce. Hello, uh, Loose. Okay. How you doing bud? Uh, because the Devils were good. When the Devils won the Cup in '95, they were the top scoring team right. in the NHL. Like, and the Red Wings, I think, were the, had allowed the least goals, something like that. Mm-hmm. But like, they they were good. So like, you can be good. And play the trap, and yes, that'll work for you. Like, it obviously worked for them. Right. There wasn't an indication that you could just be bad and give yourself a better chance by, like, mucking things up and not really trying at an offense right. and doing things the way they did. playing the entire game in the neutral zone. There wasn't an indication. Right. And then Florida in the conference finals that year, who, as we've mentioned, was not good and was relying on a hot goalie, yep. just kind of, like, beat the hell out of the Penguins and didn't play the like, trap but played that kind of boring defensive yeah. style
0: to stifle and the that, scoring. And that's
1: what I think a lot of teams copy. They're like, oh, we can do that. We don't have to be good. Right. Absolutely. And NHL just let that happen for like 20 years. <laughs> like, it's like just because the 05 through It just 07 makes bump the product so
0: much worse and like so much more boring. Like, yeah. Oh my oh, yeah. God. And
1: it's, it's not as bad as it was at like the peak of clutch and grab. Right. But like in 05, 06, 06 07 scoring briefly went back up. And, but it went like down almost right away after, right. after those two years. And then it got back Jamie
0: Benn won the scoring title with like. 80 something points 87 points yeah ridiculous and
1: and that was there was a stretch where crosby was the only person to have a 100 point season right over like a stretch of like three years that's bonkers
0: to me yeah that is and no one had 90
1: points for years how does that
0: even like happen like how how do you as a league let that happen i know it's better again but like they
1: just let that happen for 20 years it's like the sport we all watch Everyone liked it in the 80s and 90s, and then it just got super boring, and they're like, whatever.
0: Well, that, you know, shit happens. Yeah. Can I ask a question of you, actually, quickly? Yes. So one of the things that really came up that, like, several people were talking about this week, and it got me thinking, hypothetically speaking, say that, you know, this endless pit of misery that we endure as Sabres fans continues on forever. If you had to switch, who would your team be?
1: In the and would
0: you ever consider making a switch? No,
1: I wouldn't switch. I'd stop watching
0: hockey. Who would you switch to, though? Do you have any teams in mind that you would be like, you know what? I could see myself being a fan of them. No. No? Honestly, no. I think I'd quit. Wow. Interesting. This is
1: just a hypothetical and not something I'm seriously considering. Well, of course. We <laughs> uh, not know I mean, anything about what's that. Your, what's your team? What would you, what I don't do know. You?
0: I have a few of them in mind because there's a lot of things I take into no. equation. Shocking
1: this guy oh shut
0: up i I know i i think because of this idiot who enjoys teams yeah right instead of being miserable with me well no because there's a few variables that you got to keep in mind for one the current roster two the future outlook of the roster then you get into some of the more creative stuff too the jerseys jerseys are a huge part of it i'm not gonna like some team that i think has crappy jerseys so beyond that you know cool things about them maybe that make it a little bit unique you know well, like based I'm, on all that i do have an answer who colorado i was gonna okay so colorado would be yeah. one of mine i would say colorado is definitely up there for me i think vancouver is definitely up there for me too because they're super fun like just in terms of like their makeup with like quinn hughes obviously you know elias peterson brock besser thatcher demko and jacob markstrom and net um you know they have some pretty cool pieces there uh Colorado's an easy one too. Sweet jerseys, great team, great future prospects. Um, you know for where they're going to go. You know down the line. Um, I mean, they have uh, a Hart Trophy candidate, right? In McKinnon, they have a soon-to-be the- Norris Trophy candidate in Kel McCarr. Yeah, and and uh, Calder. And Calder, yeah. Probably a candidate for the Calder next year they with have- Bowen Byram.
1: That's what I was going to bring up. They still have Bo, haven't even seen Bowen Byram yet. Right. And they still have, like, Ranton in, obviously, is very good. Landis Gogg. Landis
0: is likable. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, I mean, I don't know. And that, yeah, I don't know. They can figure Gruber, it out. Grubauer, I bet. I mean, yeah, we'll see what maybe happens. Maybe one right. of the best goalies of all time
0: will come available in the trade again. Who's to say? You never know. Happened once. You never so. know. Hey, maybe even Seattle, too. Maybe Seattle will be one of those teams. Oh, yeah. Depending on what their jerseys are. But I think that the Seattle team, given, like, just. For one, like the trend of like just how how much talent there is in the league right now, that Seattle team I think is going to end up probably getting like even though it'll be on like not great contracts, some pretty good players, like some really solid players. He should not even be on the team on the Sabers by that point. And if he is on the Sabers by that point, then like we got some problems. I probably won't be a Sabers fan by then. No, I'm just joking. Be be an Avalanche fan. I will,
1: folks. This is the Bile High podcast. (laughs) Yes.
0: Check them out, uh, you know, on, at the hockey podcast. Yeah, they're getting two new co hosts. Exactly. We're, and also, they I'm don't saying, mind where they're you know, absorbing us.
1: They're they're inspirational because they had a bunch of good pieces like McKinnon. Yep. And they were, sucked. They had like 47 points. They had like the worst uh, post lockout season, mm-hmm. which is insane. They were like Wild. an expansion team, basically. And then like the next year they are just in the playoffs. And now they're a cup contender. Yep. It's been like three years. And it was like no real reason. Right. It's like, yeah, Ranton's there now and like Cal McCarr or whatever. But, like, they made the playoffs with, like, the same roster Mm -hmm. the next year. It's crazy. It's my dude, uh, Jared Bednar. Just improved so much as a coach.
0: Great for him. Yeah, so hopefully we can do something like that. I'd love that, honestly. You know who else I should mention, too, just because they were, like, my my Western conference team in my childhood? Could you actually guess who this would be? The Blues? Yes, the St. Louis Blues. They were always my Western team. But uh, I feel like I've kind of, like, lost the luster. And I think that the O'Reilly trade, while I still like O'Reilly a lot and always, like, wish the best for him... Definitely kinda of hurt a little bit in terms of like me feeling like I should support them. Why had something bad happen Um But anyway, so then <sighs> like, yeah, like you know, I was always a big fan, you know, TJ Oshi, perron's first run there. Uh you know, they were They were absolute masters at losing in the second round. Yes, that was their Until their last key. Year. Yeah. But I Which don't is know. Better,
1: that's two more rounds than the Sabres usually go to. So. That's true.
0: It's definitely a lot better. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe we'll get there someday in the next 15 years or something like that.
1: I nah, don't count on it. Yeah, me neither. Okay. Well, anyway, that was a weird podcast. Uh, we just kind of yelled a lot. The Super Bowl will have happened by the time we talk again. Who's so your prediction? I think the Niners are going to win, but I would... Really? I know.
0: I'm going to take the Chiefs then. I was going to take I them really, anyways. I my, just think my, Mahomes is too good.
1: Ah, love Mahomes.
0: love my boy, the absolute boy, Andy Reid. Of course. He needs, he, he's he got to win yeah. one. Yeah. He's got like, to. Kyle a... Shanahan is going to be like the best, one of the best coaches in the league for like ever. So, like, let Andy Reid win this. I agree. And Kyle Shanahan,
1: I will say, he should, I would be a little nervous if I was a Niners fan based on his performance. What do you Super mean? Super Bowl 51? Was that? Oh, the Falcons one, you mean? Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, live and learn, baby. Live Hopefully. and learn.
1: I mean, Andy Reid's got. A million of those. Yeah. But everyone knows it. He knows it. He knows he's not going to manage the clock well. Can you believe He's not going to lie to himself.
0: So you're going to go Niners, low-scoring game, I'm assuming?
1: Yeah, I think in, like, twenty one seventeen. 17 I, I just think in, there's a trend in NFL history where, where it sounds like a cliche, but really great defenses beat great offenses most of the time. Mm-hmm. You saw that in, like, 2015, Denver, Carolina. You saw that definitely in the other Denver Super Bowl against Seattle. I think you see that over and over. A lot of times great offenses get shut
0: down in big games yeah. like this. Well, it should be interesting. We haven't seen somebody like Pat Mahomes. That's true. And that I, I'd love to see it. Honestly, I don't really care who wins, but I'd love yeah. to see it. Definitely. All right. Well, hey, thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, as always, this has been Blue and Gold Make Darlene. Be sure to check out the Hockey Podcast Network online at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. And be sure to check us out, if you haven't already, at Blue and Gold Cast on Twitter. Uh, we're gonna end everything, uh, end this show the way that we always end our shows with our random Sabers player of the episode, which we are going to share with you now. In three, two, one, Dominic Moore.